Bloomington, Indiana is a hub for internationally known professional musicians. But it's also home to many other musicians, those who've been at it all their lives but remain obscure. Singer-songwriter Kay Bull is one of the latter, known mostly to those who frequent the town's open mic scene. Yes, she's been interviewed a few times before, but not about her music. Still, Kay Bull finds that living outside of society is integral to her artistic perspective. Working with the WFIU Arts Desk, IU journalism student Molly Flood has this profile. Kay Bull has been playing guitar since she was a teenager. We lived very rural. It wasn't I didn't have a lot of people around me, so I didn't really have anybody to learn from, just whatever I could kind of figure out by myself. When she was about 14, Kay's family moved to Indianapolis, where she saw her first open mic. That was about 50 years ago. She's been working the open mic circuit ever since. Tonight, she's performing at Rachel's Cafe in Bloomington. Kay sits on a wooden stool in the center of the stage, black acoustic guitar in hand, and a small bucket hat on her head. Her slight frame stands out from the red drapes. Green, 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 it's green, they say. Kay is an activist and has been since high school. Mostly I got into making songs because of protest singers, and I had a lot to protest. Most people think I'm kind of a kook. I protest most of everything in the 20th century. <laughs> and she's still writing and performing to express her beliefs and change minds. But she writes and plays other kinds of songs, too. Must forgive me if I'm not Your drag style is beyond compare with flaming locks of brown hair, red long skin, eyes of contact. Kay says lately, many of her songs have been about love. She writes them here, in her 26 foot travel trailer. It's my little gypsy wagon, and uh, it's not much space, but I get along fine in it. My hope is that one day it's going to sit somewhere other than here. This street out here is murder. But, uh, my life, you know, has always kind of been on the edge, and I've always lived in compromised dwelling places. And, but as far as this, th this is like uh, a luxury hotel suite for me. <laughs> she makes an old lampstand into a microphone holder for this interview and offers me a seat on a small bench against the wall. A handful of small, plastic skeletons hangs from the ceiling. Kay is making a costume out of them. I ask her about her writing process. It's hard to, I don't know where any inspiration comes from and when, I mean, I've been a wordsmith for a long time, just playing with, like Shel Silverstein, you know, <laughs> goofing off with, playing with words, and after you do it long enough, why, some things just fall together like a jigsaw puzzle when it's partly worked, you know, and <laughs> suddenly, why, the pieces start going together a lot quicker than they were in the beginning. I like that. A songwriter and an activist, Kay also identifies as transgendered. The, I have to say that the comforting, the exciting, uh, 
breath of fresh air part of this interview, which mostly when I interview with somebody, which has only been a couple of times, but both times has been on the subject of being transgender. And this is the first time that I've ever spoken to anyone like this about my music over uh, being transgender. Which, that part of my story is a long, long story. And I don't know how to make it short. And I don't even know if I can tell the story because really I don't understand it all myself. I, some things just are. Although Kay refuses to be defined by being transgendered, she says that it does keep her on the margins of life. And it can get lonely on the outside. Very lonely. Bitterly lonely. But it, it kind of keeps people in, at enough bay that... Um, you can be more of an observer, and also it's a lot easier to find time for yourself to go and digest what you've observed and translate that into whatever it is you're going to sing about. Sitting on a small wooden chair in the trailer, she picks up her guitar and offers to sing me one of her songs. This is Ode to Cassandra. She was a woman who lived in Troy during the time of the Trojan War. And she was a prophetess. And everything she prophesied came about. But when she prophesied these things, no one believed her because everyone thought she was cuckoo. I, I, I just have to believe that if people could really see what I see, there'd be more of an effort to curtail some of the dangerous things that are going on. But at the same time, Molly, people are, they live far differently than I do. I ask her about the future. Will you still need me? Will you still feed me when I'm 64? <laughs> but Kay's already 64. I remember when the future seemed a lot longer than it does today. My hopes for the future is that I can one day really get a halfway decent CD put together, maybe a couple of them. I still have hopes that maybe somebody out there would join me musically and be interested enough in my songs to want to make productions out of <laughs> some of them. It's kind of my hopes for my musical future. For WFIU, I'm Molly Flood. They're gonna turn this whole world into a ball of gases while we just sit here on our computers.